Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We've never done this before. We're going to share a coaching call from the boot camp. Yesterday, we were in the middle of boot camp 10, week number four, and a group of the boot campers assembled on Zoom to have our weekly coaching call. So week four is all about learning to understand the difference between what you truly want, which are your pre-birth intentions, you truly want to express your love for yourself, express your love for everyone else, and express your love for the conditions, to experience true freedom and true abundance, not limitation and lack, and to expand in joy, not to expand in suffering like a lot of us do. Also, you came here to discover something more specific about physical reality, and those are found in your passions and your interests. A lot of the things you think you want, you want to be liked, loved, or respected, you want more money, you want security, you want all this stuff, right? That's generally based in the lack of those things. And so when you want those kind of desires, a lot of times you're focused on the lack of those things, which makes it hard to manifest. In this week four, Joshua explains how this all works, puts it all together, and it's super interesting. I think you'll really like it. Now, do us a favor and please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Also, leave your comments, leave your ratings. Ratings are really important. So if you give us a certain amount of stars and let us know what you think, that really helps to promote this podcast to other people all over the world who might be interested in the law of attraction. So uh, thanks a lot for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, great. Welcome to week four. This is group 10. This is the big group going into this new type of boot camp we've been doing. It's a lot more stuff going on here, and I think we'll carry this forward for everyone else. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I thought, I thought boot camp 10 was going to be the last boot camp, and now there's people wanting to do boot camp 11, so there's something going to happen here. We just don't know what it is. We couldn't see the first boot camp coming. We couldn't see boot camp 10 coming. There's another thing called the integration protocol coming. So there's a lot of new stuff going on. And if you have some background noise going on where you are, just mute yourself. Otherwise, you can uh, unmute and comment at any time. So I'm gonna jump right into week four here. <clears throat> okay, so we learned last week that there is a difference between what you think you want and what you truly want. And what you think you want is generally based in lack. You think you lack something and you say, if I had this thing, that I wouldn't feel this lack, so that's what I wanna manifest. But the lack is an illusion, it's always coming from a limiting belief, and so you're basing some creation that you want in fear. And there's nothing wrong with that, you can manifest anything you want, except that when you manifest this thing you want, it will never make you feel the way you thought it would make you feel. If you manifest money because you're insecure, it's not gonna make you feel secure. If you manifest um, a partner because you're lonely, that partner's gonna actually make you feel more lonely, okay? The idea is here that we have, to, we have to feel the thing first and then allow the universe to bring it to us. That's how this works. We feel it, we desire it, we seek the feeling of something and the universe, and we become a vibrational match to it and then the universe reflects that back to us. So whatever your life looks like now, it's an exact um, representation of your vibration. If 
you have enough money, well, you're, then you have enough money. That's all it is. If you have excess money, well, what does that mean really, right? And if you have a, you know, a good partner in your life, a nice place to live, all friends, if you're doing fun things for work, it just means that this is the vibration that you're emitting. And if you would like to fix some problem, well, you could do that, but then you're gonna be manifesting something you think you want rather than something you truly want. So, the, so what is it that we truly want? We truly want to express our love to ourselves, express our love and acceptance, to ourselves, to everyone else, and to the conditions. The conditions that exist in this moment are perfect. If we see something wrong, which we tend to do, we tend to focus on the 5% or the 1% or the 10% that's not perfect, and we say, if only this was better, then we would be happy, okay? That's the old approach to life, trying to get something outside of you to make you feel something you don't feel now. Does everyone understand that concept? And if you don't, let me know. And speak up, because that's the trickiest concept out there. Okay. So we've all been taught to believe that this person could say something to offend us and they're making us feel bad. Or I got a bill in the mail, actually did. My dad's air conditioner in my dad's apartment died. And so now I have to spend $3,800 to fix it or to get new AC, right? Now, if I think that that causes me to feel bad, then I'm living the old approach to life as a victim. This bad thing that's happening makes me feel something I don't want to feel, that negative emotion. That's not true. It's my limiting belief that says that my abundance is finite and this is robbing me. I could use this money in a better way, right? That's a limiting belief. For me to live super abundantly, I have to process those limiting beliefs. And so if I felt negative emotion, which maybe I did a little bit, but not too bad, then I would say, okay, well, there's a limiting belief there. Now, there certainly is a limiting belief there because I'd rather have the $3,800 to spend on something else, of course, right? But it's so minor that it's really not affecting my vibration too much. And I actually see it- manifestation event. Yeah, I actually see it as a challenge <laughs> and something I can lean into and, and uh, it's gonna need, you know, these things need maintenance and I haven't replaced it. In fact, the guy said that this, um, air handler inside the unit was there from when that place was built 30 years ago. So we had a good run with it, right? Anyway, um, now a lot of times we have manifestation events. We say that caused us to feel bad. So we're going to protect ourselves from that. And we're going to create something that protects ourselves. Like we're going to create barriers around toxic people or something like that, right? That'll never work the way you think it will. Anytime you create anything based in fear or control, it's always gonna lead you to more fear and more control every time. When you create something based in love and acceptance, aligned with who you truly are and what you truly desire, it'll always bring in more love and more acceptance. Okay, so that's the new approach to life. Let me just start with week four and remember to jump in and stop me anytime. If you want your mate to love you, this is a very normal desire, yet it comes from a limited concept of self. If you want someone to love you, what you're asking is that they accept you. You think you'll feel better when you know that someone outside of you accepts you. And we all do this, right? Isn't it great to be in a relationship where the person accepts you as you are? 
Of course, that would only be a reflection of how much you accept yourself. It will mean that you are good and worthy and safe. These are all fine feelings, except for one false premise. It relies on the idea that you can derive how you want to feel from the outside conditions. But the conditions are simply a mirror to how you're being. Therefore, the conditions can only make you feel how you are already feeling. Does that make sense to you? Okay. This would not make sense to the vast majority of people. (laughs) This is a totally radically different concept. It doesn't matter what the president says. He can't make me feel anything. If he says something and I react to it in judgment, it's based on my limiting beliefs. And that's my fear. He doesn't actually do anything. He cannot create my reality. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, uh, a thing that so many people are lashing onto, that all these people outside of them have control over them and they have to live as victims, you know, being affected by other people controlling their reality. That's simply an exploration, simply their choice. Now, they don't know any better. You know, if you don't know any better, this is how you're naturally going to live because this is how we are raised in Western society. But now we're saying that we're the creators of our reality and that no one can create in our reality, nor can we create in anyone else's reality. So this is an inside job for all of us, and it's a a, um, a journey of true self-discovery. Okay. If you want to feel worthy in a lover's arms, it is not possible unless you already feel worthy. The feeling that comes to you from a physical perception of the current conditions is always a reflection of how you're already feeling. The lover has nothing to do with it. He or she cannot make you feel anything you do not already feel. It goes against the laws of the universe. Feel it now and it will come. Get prepared to feel it and you will become a vibrational match to the feeling. Drop your idea that you need to feel love and instead replace it with the idea that you want to express your love to yourself, to others, and to the conditions that exist right now. That expression of love is always an expression of acceptance. You live in this idea of love and acceptance for yourself, for everyone else, and for the conditions. Living in that idea and feeling that idea without needing anyone to love you. Simply loving them, right? as they are without asking them to be different. If you can do that, then you will receive all the love in the world. Now that love isn't actually coming from them. It's coming from source. It's coming from your inner self. That's where the love's coming from. So that's feeling of love that you're getting is always from this feeling that's coming from your inner source or alignment or source itself. That's the feeling. So when you look at your children, they are not making you feel love. You are actually looking at them with this feeling of love and acceptance and the feelings coming from within, from a source. Does that make sense to everyone? Because that's a pretty radical concept too. Yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let me know if it doesn't. Okay. You do not need money. You need whatever you need to do whatever you need to do to explore this reality as you wish to explore it. Sometimes that means money and sometimes it does not. Take the need for money out of the equation. The need for money will place a limit on the amount of money you can receive because the perceived lack of money will spark fear. The fear will bring you into a low emotional state of being and in that state you are far less receptive to inspiration 
and the actions that will lead you to the next step. And sometimes that next step is creating something or taking a new job or taking, starting a business or doing something, right? Doing something that, that would lead to the money that you need to do whatever you're exploring if you actually need the money. Now, a lot of times we say, if I, only I had the money, I could do this. And what you're asking for is a shortcut. And this universe doesn't work with shortcuts. Everything has to be done as if it is a journey from one vibration to another vibration. This is why you can't wish for anything. Because if you could wish for everything, then essentially within 10 minutes, you'd used up every imaginable wish and you'd be living basically in a white blank environment because nothing would satisfy you. You would just be wishing for this, wishing for that, wishing for that, manifesting everything instantly, and you'd manifest yourself into oblivion pretty quickly. Think of, think of AI that can research and create all kinds of possibilities, improving itself, improving itself, improving itself, improving itself, improving itself, improving itself poof, to what, right? That this whole idea that, that in physical reality, if you could only get this one thing, that would make you feel better. Thank God you can't create it instantly because you would be creating all these things you think you want and none of the things you truly want. That's why time is part of physical reality because it gives us time to really think about what we really want and then to choose that. Okay. Um, think of abundance in terms you can understand. If you need to breathe, you simply take a breath. You do, you do that when you need to do it and not before or after. The air is always there. There's no need to store or hoard air. You are thirsty and you need to drink and so you get a glass of water. There's no need to store or hoard water or food or experiences or relationships or anything else. It is always, always there when you need it. Whatever the thing is that you need, you are always receiving the abundance of whatever you need to live your life exactly as you're choosing to live it in each moment. Nothing is ever withheld from you. Okay. Now this paragraph on abundant says so much. In an abundant life, you are receiving everything you need to explore whatever you're choosing to explore. And if you are choosing to explore loneliness, then you could never ever manifest a companion. Or if you did manifest a companion, that companion would not make you feel anything other than more lonely. And if you, and you might hear of relationships all the time where the people said, I felt more lonely in that relationship than I had when I was by myself, right? Because you are exploring this idea of loneliness or lack of money or whatever it is, or lack of time or whatever it is. This is the exploration. This is what happens when people perceive that they're in lack of something. They choose to really dive deep in that exploration because they're focused on how wrong it is and how much they wish they weren't in that situation. So anytime you're wishing for anything, you are exploring the lack of something. And if you choose to say, I'm going to choose a brand new exploration. This exploration is going to be abundance, true abundance, or it's going to be worthiness, right? Or it's going to be being a blended being, seeing if I can act on inspired ideas, things like that. 
Does that make sense? Okay, jump in if it doesn't. So we're all having these explorations that typically are not conscious. We don't really realize how the system works. And so maybe we're exploring victimhood for a long time. And then finally we get to this point where like, this sucks. And then we listen to a little bit of inspiration and we're led maybe to the secret, maybe to Abraham, then to Joshua, whatever it is, right? And then we get this new information and start to see ourselves from a new perspective and say, hold on, all that was bullshit before. It was all based on these limiting beliefs. What if I chose a new exploration? What if I chose something consciously, right? Well, that's all good and fine, but it's scary because now you have to make up your mind. You have to say, I'm worthy of this new exploration. I'm worthy of being in a relationship. I'm worthy of making more money. I'm worthy of starting my own business. I'm worthy of being treated properly, right? I'm worthy of digging deep into who I truly am. I'm worthy of, of spending money on myself. I'm worthy of looking at my limiting beliefs. In that new exploration, now you have to pay attention to the inspiration and when it comes, you have to act. That's it. Because you're going to be led to these amazing heights of experience, to who you truly are. And it's going to take you out of your comfort zone because it's going to make you see that you aren't just this average, ordinary person, but that you're this magnificent creator. And, I, and you know, Joshua tells us all the time, that we did not get into these teachings by accident. We're not into this boot camp by accident. We acted on enough inspiration to get here because we are powerful explorers and we're the first ones to come here to this new approach to life and this new information. And we are like the first people who ever started uh, planting crops rather than hunting and gathering. This is a radically new approach to life, a radically new idea, but it comes with a lot of fear because what if this doesn't work? You know, what if I just act on this inspiration that leads me to something terrible, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. We have to have a bit of faith and build some confidence and we will be rewarded by having these magnificent experiences and these incredible lives. Okay. So what you think you want is different than what you truly want. And let me just go to, this last couple of paragraphs here. If you are seeking worthiness through the outside conditions and people, you will always seek higher and higher signals from people around you. You will behave in an inauthentic way just to receive signals that you are good. This is a false pursuit because the people cannot make you feel anything you do not already feel. The feeling you will mostly get by chasing compliments, attention, social status, etc., is the feeling of unworthiness because this is the subject you're exploring. You are already good and worthy, and so there's no longer a purpose or a benefit in seeking outward indications of worthiness. This is what I was doing my whole life. I was trying to be successful so that people would admire me and see me as good and see me as worthy and want to be my friend and, you know, all that, and, and then hire all these people and so they would appreciate me, right? And what I got back was abandonment and tons and tons of manifestation events around not being appreciated and not feeling worthy until I lost everything and I had to start over from scratch. 
Many of your desires are based in lack and are intended to fix a specific problem that you perceive exists in you or in the world around you. You think you will feel better if the problem is solved, but there are no problems to fix. Everything is perfect. You might not prefer how your life looks from your limited perspective, but from the higher perspective, you're exploring reality in a new and unique way and you are doing it perfectly. Now, if you prefer something different, then start being different and then move to another path by cultivating a new feeling. This is what it means to be in a feeling reality, right? This is what this is all about. We are now choosing a new exploration based on what we think that that exploration will bring in the way of feelings. And we cultivate the feelings first. Really, the only thing we really have to do is cultivate the feeling of worthiness and we will be guided to more and more feelings of worthiness. But in doing that, we will have to face fear because we'll be getting a lot of inspiration and we'll have to do a lot of action. Now, it's really interesting when people start getting into the boot camp, they don't really realize that they're receiving any inspiration at all. If you could imagine that you're receiving probably a hundred inspiring ideas every day, at least, right? And when you start the boot camp, you're like, I don't think I was inspired to do anything because you think the inspiration are these huge things, are these gigantic, meaningful, big deals. But so much of the inspiration is really small. And yet we ignore it generally by saying, I can do it later. This is the thing that kills our lives is this idea that you can act on the inspiration later. The inspiration, the moment you receive it, is to at least be written down. And then do the one thing you can do to act on it. And it will lead you in all these unbelievable places that you could not have seen before. All right. Okay, so that is lesson one. It's 2.22 here in the East Coast. The assignment was, what do you wanna feel now? I wanna feel exhilarated right? Why do you want to feel that new feeling? Because that is totally aligned with who I am. Is, is this aligned with your true intentions? The true intentions are the intentions you set prior to your birth. Yes, all positive emotions, all positive feelings are aligned with love. And I'm a being of love. So it's aligned perfectly with who I am. When you feel this feeling will it solve some problem in your life. Well, you could say that it will solve the problem of being bored, right? But that's not what I want. I want just more experiences of exhilaration, more exciting things to happen because why not, right? Um, okay. What would your life look like if you were to experience a new feeling? It would, it would feel exciting. It would feel energized. It would be new. It'd be something, you know, exciting to talk about and share, that sort of thing. How will you cultivate the feeling? I'll be open to all other areas of my life that are exhilarating. Like this right now, this conversation is exhilarating. And I feel exhilaration when we're done with this. And at three o'clock or whatever, when we log off, I have this sort of buzzy high feeling that's really fun to do. Okay. Um, how will you be as you are cultivating this new feeling? I will be energized, aligned, and open to inspiration. And what limiting beliefs must you process to have this new feeling? that I'm incapable of feeling excited. You know, 58 years old. It's not like when you were 
five years old or 10 years old or 15 or even 20, right? Remember the time when you were a kid, anything seems so exciting. Well, now I've had so many experiences, what's really exciting? Well, the exciting stuff is always found outside my comfort zone. So I have to realize that I'm gonna to have to step out of that comfort zone and do things I don't think I am capable of doing. All right, does anyone have an example of the, something they wanna feel? Kirk? Yeah, Gary, I have one. Um, this one's kind of difficult because I put down I want to feel successful, but that usually comes from doing something. I want to feel that way. Okay, great. Well, that's a, that's a great one. Now, okay, why do you want to experience that feeling? Because to me, the feeling of, being, of success, not for adoration from others, but just it makes me feel, you know, <laughs> obviously feels good, feels yeah. great but it's because I, I did something that was worthwhile. Right, so you accomplished something. It's like the feeling yeah, of exactly. accomplishment. Right. Correct. Okay, so is that feeling aligned with your true intentions? Yes. Okay, and um, so how is it aligned? How, how is, what makes you think that feeling successful or accomplishment is aligned with who you truly are? Um, well, because the, the, it's, it resonates with me, it's a positive feeling that makes that um, that I can expand on that brings me joy and happiness. Um, Great. Great. That's aligned with my true self. Excellent. Okay. Now, here's the tricky part here. When you feel this feeling, will it solve some problem in your life? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> because you think with success will come money. And if I had that money, then, then it would solve all these problems, right? Now, this is the trickiest part of all of this work. There are no problems. Everything as it exists in your life right now is perfect for the exploration that you're exploring. So what exploration would you say that Kirk Evans has, has been exploring for the last three years? Um, God, the, 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 the find a purpose, meaningful purpose in my life to pursue that helps me feel like I'm contributing to the world outside of a job or anything like that. that and you don't feel that now. Uh, so it no. feels to you like your life is without purpose. Correct. Right? So that's what you're exploring because you think that by finding a purpose, you will opt out of this meaningless life. Now, here's what we have to understand is that your life, the way you're living it, is so perfect for this exploration that you've chosen to conduct prior to your birth. You wanted to feel what does it feel like to feel powerless, to have a meaningless life, to wish for things to be different? Because in the non-physical, you can't even experience this at all. You can't even fathom this concept. Now, in the physical, in the non-physical, are you accomplishing anything? No. Well, you're accomplishing like a state of alignment. You could say in the non-physical that, that as you exist there, your focus is amazing and you're 100% in alignment all the time. So what you've accomplished is this, this satisfying feeling that comes with alignment, right? All the good feelings. So the only thing that you wanna do in this life now is not to accomplish something so you feel good, but to figure out how to maintain or find alignment and maintain it for longer periods of time. Now this may or may not cause you to 
act or achieve anything. But think about it. If your number one goal was to feel good, then you couldn't look at the life that you have now and seeing as a meaningless. Because who on earth is approaching life with the number one goal of feeling good, which means having a healthy body, everything that feels good in that body, energy, fitness, health, having meaningful relations with your family and your friends, right? Where you're not asking them to be different and you're choosing to be as authentic as you can. Does it look like achievement or success through anyone looking in the window? But this is what it really is for your life. And then for you to say, I'm gonna be open to whatever interests me and whatever passions I find. And then you'll be like, okay, well, I have an interest in, this in these teachings and I have an interest in possibly teaching someone else this, right? And it's not gonna prove anything or make money or achieve anything. I'm just doing it because this is how I'm prioritizing my life in order to be in alignment. My body, the health of my body, the, the feeling I have, feeling good in that body, the feeling I have in my relationships, including my relationship to myself, everything, every single thing set up to feel good, and then to pursue my interests and my passions in life, right? You can do those three things. That is, will be an achievement that few people on earth have ever done. And it's completely um, opposite of what we would say Western society success is. That feeling of success that you're thinking about now is achievement in business or money or status or whatever it is. That's the old approach to life. That's all meaningless and nonsense. This new sense of success is how can you figure out how to get into alignment and stay there more of the time? And that would be an exciting exploration. Thank you. All right. Anyone else, anyone else have any comments before we go on to lesson two? I guess, I don't know, I'm listening to that whole thing, I mean, I feel exactly like you, Kirk. I always wanna feel, you know, successful, you know, like what, what does that mean to me? And, and I guess it, it can, I can feel successful by just, you know, accomplishing the little chores around the house each day, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be this big, amazing thing that I created, you know, of this, you know, successful company and stuff like that. Although I do desire that as well, you know, I, I have inspiration to do these things, but, you know, cultivating that feeling of success and just doing whatever you did that day, you know, yeah. right? Does that I, make sense? Can I just jump in? Cause I got bumped and like, it was, I was really waiting for, <laughs> I was waiting to like, just hear this answer, but was the gist of the answer that Kirk doesn't want to feel successful is that is that where you were getting to like the truth of what he truly wants is that success is actually a definition that we've created here as humans and it's not aligned with our true intention i was guessing that that might be the answer but i didn't know if that was the answer so he was wanting success to ease the feeling of of worthlessness or of of not being successful or right and because he's looking at this Western idea. But what he's truly want is to have this exploration of what it means to feel as if you're a human without success, without anything special going on. And 
this is a feeling that you can't get in the non-physical. So he comes in, he is born to the parents he's born to, he adopts the limiting belief, he creates this life where to him, it seems as if it's not successful. But from a non-physical point of view, it's absolutely successful because this is the intention he set prior to his birth is to figure out a way to come into be you know living in America in the most wealth ever and not feel like you're contributing to all that is. And then he's led along the way to find law of attraction, to find Joshua's teachings, to join the boot camp. He figured out how to get into there. So he's acted on enough inspiration to get here. And now he's learning that his perception of himself as unworthy of success is simply an illusion. And now he's going to be one of the first people ever to try a new exploration. And that new exploration is to discover his inherent worthiness, not by um, what's being reflected in typical, you know, American style, cars, boats, jobs, all that stuff. It's who he truly is authentically and how he can find and maintain alignment by making his number one priority feeling good in his body, in his relationships, in his own worthiness, and by following his passions and interests. So just like you said, Jeff, that illusion that success is going to solve your problems will never solve your problems. And now coming to redefine what success is. And we're only the first 150 people ever really consciously doing this. So that says something for all of us. Thank you. Thank you for, for uh, giving me the cliff notes. Thank you for asking it in a way that helps us clarify it. All right. I wonder how many other people got kicked off. We can't tell from this side. Seems like it's okay. Well, right. I could tell. I mean, I saw Jeff there and then he was gone and I saw him in the waiting room and I don't know why he got kicked off. Oh, okay. He'll come back. Yeah. Okay. No, my internet, I'm back. I'm back. If you can hear me, my okay. internet is really bad today for whatever reason. I've been okay. going in and out of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So listen to how to create the vibration of what you want to feel. You can create the life you prefer, but there is nothing you must do other than maintain the vibration of what you want. If you are aware of your desire, and that desire matches what you truly want, then cultivating the feeling of that life will cause a shift in the universe. The universe will help you become a vibrational match to the life you desire. Remember, in order for you to become a vibrational match, you must change who you're being, what you're believing, and what you're thinking about, and how you're feeling. You must become a cooperative component in this universal shift. Doesn't matter what your desire is, okay? So we'll say you have a set of desires that you intended prior to your birth that are mostly general, and you have all these desires that you created along your way while you're here. So my desire was to have a business, be financially successful, become a millionaire, have a house on the water, have a boat, have a new car, have a beautiful uh marriage and all this stuff, all, all these friends who appreciate me, right? Now, all of that was based in my belief that I was unworthy, all of it. I manifested all of it. And from the outside, it looked like I was totally successful. But from the inside, I was efforting and struggling and never feeling the feeling I wanted to feel. So I kept having to push it and push it and push it and push it. And eventually everything collapsed 
twice in my life, in my early 30s and in my early 40s. Okay. So the universe doesn't care what you desire. And if that's on the forefront of your mind, this thing you think you want, the universe will cause you to shift in vi vibrationally to get what you think you want. But, that, what, but if it's what you think you want is always the illusion that you think it will solve. And it never will. And this is so complex, and I'm seeing it so clearly now. But it's very hard to tell people that that, that thing they want isn't what they truly want. And the way that they're going about to getting it by efforting and struggle is not the, the ideal way to get it. And to come to this idea now that you could actually give up all your attachment to these things you think you want. Just go with the flow of maintaining alignment more and more of a time to setting yourself up in these priorities, feeling good in your body, feeling good in your relationships, and, and pursuing your interests and passions. If you just did those three things without having any attachment to any outcome, I don't care where I live. I don't care how much money I make. I don't care about getting any things, right? I just care about this experience of self-discovery. Then you would be led on this magical journey, but you would be pushing past through fear every single day. And you would have to say, I can do more. I can do more. I am even more powerful than I think, right? I, I feel negative emotion now. Why? Okay, I have to process this limiting belief. That's what this life is, this new approach to life. But it is, works you know, perfectly with the laws of the universe to get you everything you truly want. And it will never not get you what you truly want as long as you're going with the flow of everything that's happening. Okay, so I've been doing this really consciously since last January. But I was also doing it unconsciously before that too. So my life changed from say 2010 till now. It's radically different today than it was 2010 and before. And these experiences are coming faster and faster and more intensely and more intensely all the time. And they're getting scary sometimes, you know? But along with it, you gain confidence realizing that all these experiences are necessary to bring you to these new levels that you intended to get to. Now that in and of itself is pretty scary too. Like I intended to be this preeminent spiritual leader and teacher, you know, this one person who's bringing forth this stuff that's never been brought for, it sounds almost arrogant. And so in accepting your worthiness, you also have to, you know, walk on the edge of arrogance or walk on the edge of this, you know, idea that you are absolutely worthy of all these things that are coming to you and that you want. Like, but we were all been taught, who do you think you are to do this? Who do you think you are to do that, right? Now in this clarity of my purpose is this feeling that maybe I'm being talking too much or being too arrogant or who am I to talk about this or who's gonna wanna listen to this? I have all this fear in there too. So I also have to bring in a whole bunch of humility in there too, that this is really just my exploration. It's just for me. And that everyone who shows up to listen is just allowing me to, to ex explore this idea 
of being a spiritual leader and teacher. The same thing is true for all of you, right? I'm just showing up for you guys to explore wherever you're exploring. And this is a co-creative environment that we get to play off each other and that we are all eternally linked and we've all known each other forever and we know each other inside and out and we're all playing these roles in this new dynamic of choosing the life that we want to live rather than trying to navigate through fate and victimhood. Okay. You feel like a tangible physical being living in a solid, fully formed world. While there are rules in place within this physical realm, you are nothing more than a stream of consciousness exploring another dimension in the illusion that you are finite and fully formed. You are not your body. You are a stream of consciousness existing uh, within what appears to be a physical body. However, if you think about it, you do not really have um, that much control over your body. You can steer it, but you do not make the physical functions, including your senses, work. All you have control over is your awareness, and you do not use that control very often. Okay? So we are sort of on autopilot most of the time. We are mostly reacting to input coming in. And we have this belief system that creates the fully formed appearance of this world. So when we see something, our belief system tells us what that is and what it means. Now, once we change this belief system to make it more empowering and less limiting, well, when input comes in through our five physical senses and through our thoughts, we have a new awareness of what's really happening here. And we start to see ourselves as more of the creator of our reality and less of the victim. And all we're really doing is understanding that we are far more powerful and creative than we ever thought. We are far more spiritual. We are far more, um, far more able to move with what's happening in life rather than trying to control it, you know, out of fear, that sort of thing. Okay, does that make sense? We think we're fully formed humans living in this sort of rough and scary environment trying to protect ourselves, but this body is made up of, of trillions of cells that are vibrating, that are causing us to feel solid, but we're just a stream of consciousness in this dimension. And it will see this obviously when we transition to the non-physical. But if we can see through this illusion, especially the illusion that we're not worthy, if we can see through that, then what we attract in this fluid dimension will reflect how we think about ourselves. So the, so the, the key to this entire boot camp is learning to accept yourself, then learning to see yourself as more powerful than you thought before, then seeing yourself as more worthy than you thought before, and then not caring what gets manifested, and then watching all these miracles happen. That's the key here. But we're all starting down to this like lower level of awareness, thinking that we could be better, we could be more worthy, we could improve some way, 
if only we had this, then people would like, love, and respect us. Blah, 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 blah. That's this old programming that, you know, I'm doing this a year and a half, and I've gotten to a whole new place. And I can see so much more clearly where I was and where all of you are. It takes more time than you think. Because you can imagine we've lived with, my case, 55 years of one approach to life that caused a lot of momentum with all these beliefs that I never really challenged before. And now I'm challenging them. And so now things are really changing, really changing. My whole perception of who I am and how this stuff works and all these new experiences are coming. All this good stuff's coming. Okay. If you're living the life you do not prefer, it's because you are reacting to conditions that cause you fear by trying to change or control outside conditions. If you truly want to live the life you prefer, you must give up your unconscious reactions to outside conditions. You will have to behave in a different manner. You will have to think before you react. This is the way you'll become a vibrational match to everything you want. You do not react, you think your way through the illusion of danger. Every time you have a manifestation event, you are feeling negative emotion. Your inner self is saying, you're looking at this situation from a limited perspective that is not true. And you're being triggered because you have a limiting belief. Now, you're gonna dive down into the stream of consciousness of fear, and you're gonna pull up urges to change the conditions. You're gonna say things like, if you love me, you wouldn't say that. Or you should not do that. Or you should be different than you are. Or I should be different than I am, right? You might wanna change yourself. These are all reactions to fear. And if you act on these urges, you will cause more chaos, more exploration of what you do not want, right? So if you can get to a place where you might feel angry or feel upset, you might receive all these thoughts that match how you're feeling because that's how attraction works. You attract negative thoughts because you're in a negative place. And if you are receiving all these urges to control the conditions and you don't act on those urges, you just simply do not do anything. You say, I'm going to sit with this idea for a while before I take any action. You don't act. You've, you've, if just that one thing, that non-action will improve your life so much because the, the, ur the urges to change conditions will always take you off in detours continuing this exploration of who you're not. Gary, is um, an urge to change the conditions, is inact inactivity better than acting on an urge to change Yeah, imagine like, you're you, mad. You never want to act unless you have inspiration. You yeah. basically want to just completely like... Exactly. Be, uh, what's the word? I guess neutral. Be neutral, right. So here's what you would do. You get so mad. I mean, I, I had this... Uh, Honda element and I'm tall and I would open up the back and hit my head on this gate all the time and I remember being so mad and just punching the tailgate of this thing and I hurt my hand really bad and I put a big dent in it right none of those things are for my benefit now obviously I expanded as a result of that and I learned something about myself but it was unnecessary right had I been calm, I could have said, why am I angry? You know, and it was obviously from some other thing. 
So we, if we can just, what Joshua was saying here is if you could just be different, instead of being reactive, you be neutral. This will cause a great shift in the universe to bring you more of what you want. Just that one thing. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Okay. So I have a medical condition. It's annoying. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out how to be with this condition. Uh, part of me, it's better. Um, part of me has been saying, all right, well, you know, uh, it's inconvenient and it's annoying, but it's there. And the other part of me is like, well, you know, I try to eat differently. Should I call the doctor? Is should this have gone away? Like, I'm getting very confused on right. okay. where I should be in my head. Okay. First of all, the med medical condition that you have is based in love. You attracted it, and it came so that you would ask these questions: Should I be eating differently? Should I be doing things differently? Should I be thinking things differently? Uh, I don't know if Julia is in here, but Julia is 23 years old. When she was 16, up until that point, she had been like really amazing playing hockey and a great ice skater. She lives in Sweden. And then she started becoming, um, attracting this chronic condition of, um, what's it called when you have no energy? Um, whatever that is, right? It's, it's this chronic thing. And, and for the last two years, she was bedridden. Now, that condition came to her so that she could see that the thoughts that she was thinking were thoughts of fear. They were not thoughts that resonated with who she was, right? She was thinking all these negative thoughts about herself. While bedridden, she started to change her thoughts. And she started to be inspired to find information that would help her change her thoughts. And then she thought her way out of bed. And now she thought her way into perfect health, right? So she looks back at the time and it's like, why did that condition come? It was, there was no benefit of it. And in our talk, I said that benefit was that you could see that the way you were thinking caused this chronic condition to come to you. And that you thought your way out of it. You cured yourself by changing the way you thought. And this is the thing that you'll be able to teach to other people. And she's like, well, who's going to want, you know, who's had this condition? So anyone who has thought themselves into any chronic condition, maybe it's bulimia or anorexia or, or whatever, you know, any kind of chronic thing, um, also did it through negative thought about who they are, unworthiness, right? And your journey from there to there was made possible by this chronic condition that's based in love. So this is true for you and for anyone else who has a chronic condition. It always comes from a belief about yourself that is not in harmony with who you truly are. And it comes to show you that your thinking isn't in line with who you are. Now, most people will blame the condition and say, I shouldn't have gotten this thing, you know. Uh, it was so unlucky that I got it, or this is a terrible reality I live in because these bad things can happen to people. It was attractive because you needed it. Now, as long as you are exploring whatever you're exploring, you will continue to need it. 
when you change your expiration, which you have been doing because you're in this boot camp now, that will be no longer be necessary to maintain it. But if you view it as a bad thing, then you're still having resistance to it. And so therefore it's still necessary. The idea here is to get out of all resistance to anything, to see everything as for your benefit. I got coronavirus, right? And I knew, because Tracy had it a few days before. She had it on a Thursday and I woke up Sunday, you know how you can feel a little bit that you've got some kind of illness. And I knew that it was coming and I had no idea how it would affect me. So, but I didn't resist it at all. I knew that somehow this is for my benefit. I'm very thankful it's here. I'm not gonna have any resistance to it at all. I'm going to practice feeling as good as possible. I'm going to look at how I'm feeling and say, is that really bad? And so I was, had a shortness of breath, had that persistent cough, had a headache and had body aches, right? But it wasn't really that bad. It wasn't, and lasted three days. I had no resistance to it. It came for some reason, you know, and I, I made up reasons why it came that may or may not be true, but I was, the reasons that I thought were, you know, I chose higher perspective ideas. Why is this coming for me? And I just looked at it from the higher perspective. Well, one thing is I don't have to be in fear of it anymore because I've had it. People can now come to this house where I don't have any, any fear now that they're coming because they cannot get it from me or Tracy coming into this house. So we can have our events, which we're having an event in October, in the beginning of October, which you're all invited to come. Um, and, you know, so I could see what the benefits, and there are probably more benefits that I have no idea. You know, there could be like a upgrade to my, to my um, whole system somehow, whatever it is, right? I don't know. But I'm choosing to believe that there's a high reason in that I have no resistance, and it was so easy to get, get through. Now, that's just my experience. Um, what I see in people who are attracting chronic things that are unwanted, it's always because there's an underlying thing going on. Generally speaking, it's this idea of unworthiness or dissatisfaction or no purpose in life or um, no, you know, no understanding of their true power. Uh, there was a... Um, Joshua live a little while ago where Joshua said that if you are not engaged in something fulfilling and meaningful in your life, if you're not working, you know, hard at something, if you're not really focused on something that gives you joy, the universe is going to give you something to focus on. And that will be some other obstacle or challenge for you to get over. So this is like, pick your thing. If you want to, um, really have some purpose and some meaning in your life, you can pick that. But if you're just sort of drifting around, not really doing anything, the universe is going to pick something for you. So the way to deal with these things is to realize that you attracted it because you're thinking about who you are in a way that was not harmonious and that it's there to help you choose a new way of thinking and a new way of believing about yourself and a new focus. And maybe, maybe that, is one of the reasons you got into the boot camp. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, the old approach to life that most humans follow is to act in fear and not act when inspire. In fear, you seek to control conditions and people. You try to manipulate the conditions in order to create the feeling you are lacking. 
This is in opposition to every law in the universe. This defies the mechanism of physical attraction. Uh, this is not how the system is designed. In order to create the feeling you are seeking, you must adopt a new approach to life. You must base your entire existence in a state of love. You must reach for the higher perspective. You must adopt a radically new approach to life. Okay. And then lesson three, how to become a lower. From your perspective as a doer, you might frown down upon the idea of an allower. It might sound meek and sheepish to you. It might seem to be passive. Aren't you supposed to effort your way through life in order to make things happen? Aren't allowers the lazy ones? We say not at all. From our perspective, an allower is an active participant in the creative process. The allower leverages the forces of the universe to create miracles and wonders beyond anything a controller could ever imagine. An allower understands the role in the creation process. The allower bursts the desire and goes along for the ride. The universe propels the allower along a path from the birth of the, the desire to the manifestation of the desire in physical terms. The allower is not passive, she is active. She actively maintains her state of being and her perception of reality. She manages how she feels by responding to events in an empowering and productive way. She looks for the meaning in the event. She notices her emotions. She feels her way from one step to the next. She processes her limiting beliefs and understands that her emotions are simply guidance from the non-physical realm. Her emotions allow her to understand how she is being in the moment and she is able to adjust when necessary. Okay. Um, as opposed to the controller, right? So that's the allower. The controller perceives herself as a victim and always must control conditions in order to be safe. The allower understands her role as a creator and further recognizes that every aspect of physical reality is designed to support and promote her journey to become a vibrational match to her desire. So then, the allower is the creator. The allower is being creative. It is this way of being that allows for easy and smooth transition from one vibration to another and from one reality to another reality, okay? It's all in how you're being. Okay, you either live a life based in love or one that is based in fear. The great divide between the quality of lives humans are living is due to their choice to either live in love or fear. Few humans live in absolute fear for there's always the glimmer of hope. Few live in absolute love because there will always be some fear involved in physical life. However, where you choose to exist on that love-fear spectrum is completely up to you. All you need to be aware of is that there is another approach to life. There is a way to live on the love side of the spectrum. The majority of humans living on the planet now are living in the fear side of the spectrum. They are being victims. This is who they're being. They are living cautious lives, trying to control people and conditions in order to avoid negative emotion. However, no matter one, where one exists on the spectrum, they are all in the processes of making their way from the fear side to the love side. You are making your way from fear to love as well. The process of expansion causes you to move closer to the love side of the spectrum. The fear side is never appealing. So we're all moving to that love side anyway. We are just doing it consciously by embracing this new approach to life we will always think we're not doing good enough. That's the problem. We will always have self-doubt. It'll never stop. No matter how much you 
move forward, you're always going to have some doubt. But if you just think clearly about the things that you're inspired to do and why you're not doing them, the answer is always a rational fear. Your fear about what might happen if you do this thing you're inspired to do. You don't want to lose anything. You don't want to get hurt in some way. You're always trying to protect yourself. But that is a life based in fear. In the belief that you need to protect yourself, to be safe, to think, um, think things all the way through, to know how everything unfolds, that's a life of fear. And as you get older, if you're not processing your limiting beliefs, and if you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone to do these things you're inspired to do, the limiting beliefs grow momentum. And you can see this in older people that you know, that most of them tend to live smaller, safer, more fearful lives. My dad's a perfect example. He lives in his bed basically right now, you know, and he hasn't really gone outside of the apartment for months and months and months. But before that, very little before. He doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, he's, <laughs> he actually met a woman online on a dating site, but, but talked to her through text and maybe some phone messages or email, never has met her and she lives a mile away, right? Why are these people getting more and more isolated and lonely? It's because they are afraid to make connection with other people. They're afraid to step out of the comfort zone. They're, they're, they've gotten more in tune to negative emotions. So they're, they're, they're more sensitive to it and they're more living in fear. So they're getting it more often. So they just want to say, I'm done with this negative emotion. I'm not going to, you know, talk to anyone or do anything or all I'm going to do is sit here and watch TV. We don't want to do that. We want to get consistently bolder lives, bigger lives, and manifest things that other people are going to be like, how'd you do that? That's incredible. Right? All right. Anyone have any uh, partying comments or questions? I completely skipped lesson four, how to live on the love side of the spectrum. All right. Make sure you read all this. You know, this is boot camp 10 for me. I'm really seeing it. Took 10 boot camps to see this stuff so clearly now. So have faith. The more that you dive into this stuff, make sure you're doing your daily spiritual practice. Make sure you are um, meditating every day. Make sure you're picking one manifestation event to do at night. If you don't have an obvious manifestation event, think about a limiting belief. Just open it up and write down some limiting belief. The idea is that your inner self is going to be sending you thoughts to write down. Always helpful. Um, if you haven't done your call with somebody, you can go into that email and you can see everyone's email address there. You can pick someone up out of there or just send an email to everyone or go on Facebook and instant message people. A lot of people have been doing two or three or four calls. So don't worry that they may have already had some other partner. This has been a really cool event. So if you haven't done that, do that. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're not in this call, if you haven't made your call in the boot camp, make your call. Okay. If you need me for anything, send me an email. If you want to have a conversation with me, I'll send you my Calendly link. It'll probably be either tomorrow sometime or next week. 
we'll be back on Monday, Monday afternoon. All right. So thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Welcome, Gary. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for the questions and answers and comments. Thank you. Absolutely. And we'll see you all on Joshua Live tomorrow.